Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Dan. Hey, Keith. We're recording really early today. Yeah, we are. It's like three o'clock like, in the look, afternoon. Look the sun's out. <laughs> <laughs> this hateful, hateful sun in Texas. Um, you know what happened yesterday in Texas? What happened yesterday? Uh, we hit 28 straight days of mm-hmm. 100 degrees or more, beating the previous record in 2011 of 27 days. Yep. And you know what happened two days ago in Texas? <laughs> I got that? stranded by the side of the fucking road because I hit a... Uh, uh, rock <laughs> in my girl's car and shredded the fucking tire and AAA took five hours to come get me. Yeah, And I was sitting there <laughs> worried I was about to get crashed into. Every time I left the car, it got too hot, so I go back in the car. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die soon. But the hippie haters like, why don't you watch Miss <laughs> Paris Goes to Paris? And I'm like, you got a good point. I could have just watched a movie. I didn't have that much battery left, though. I was trying to save it. Yeah. It was pretty fucking funny, though. <laughs> anyway. Uh, fuck AAA in Texas is all I'm saying. Fuck you, AAA. Yeah, right. Goddamn. All, right. <laughs> all right. Uh, what are we doing? Oh yeah, five by five at the movies. Yeah. Uh, this is episode number two thirty eight. <laughs> We've got no reviews, no emails, no new Patreons, but no less Patreons. Hey. We're not on the charts anywhere. No one sent us any Venmo money. But Dan, uh-huh. what's the number one movie in America? Uh, so I just realized I haven't updated my notes yeah. on that. <laughs> this is more fun when you don't when you're not prepared. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to guess still Barbie. Correct. Barbie with $93 million in its second weekend. $93 million. That's ridiculous. What's it? It's only like a 40% drop or something. That's like, it's not bad. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, number two is number two. gotta be Oppenheimer. Of course it's Oppenheimer with 46.7 million. I'm going to give you a hint for number three. It's a new release. Ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> So not Sound of Freedom. <laughs> You're not far off. Um. Oh God! On a big Disney tentpole. Fucking Disney movie came out. A Disney movie came out <laughs> based wow. on a ride. Oh, did the fucking uh, haunted mansion? Yes, come out? it did. With twenty four point one. That's right, because they put a fucking Halloween movie out in the middle of 100 degree weather. Second weekend, Barbie did four times as much as opening (laughs) Disney Haunted Mansion. Get fucked, Bob. Don't put your fucking Halloween movie out in the middle of the summer. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. I did start buying Halloween decorations. That was a good gamble because like the the joke is (laughs) that you know August first is the beginning of Halloween. Because all the Halloween decorations are out in the stores already. But it's a joke. Yeah. Like people get excited in (laughs) September and it's a billion degrees out, like you said. Yeah. So what's the number four movie in America, Dan? Fucking Sound of Freedom. Of course it's Sound of Freedom, 12.8. Everyone involved in making that movie is a saint. (laughs) Yep. Every single one. (laughs) And what's the number five movie in America? Laughably. Uh, is it Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, with ten million dollars, meaning Barbie made almost ten times, just over nine times as much. Jesus. Okay, ready for the second game? Yes. How much money has Barbie made worldwide? Oh man, um, six hundred million. Incorrect. Seven hundred million. Incorrect. <laughs> 
A billion? Well, not a billion. Does it make $900 million? Oh, you're hitting everything around it. $800 million. $835 million. $835 million in two weekends. God damn. God damn. Okay, now, here's something. Domestically, Barbie made $406 million. Internationally, it made $429 million. Internationally, mind you, made $429 million. How much in total... Has Oppenheimer made? Oh God, uh, two hundred million dollars. Incorrect. Three. Incorrect. <laughs> Five. Incorrect. <laughs> Stop going around the numbers. Four hundred and twenty. Four hundred and thirty million dollars, <laughs> meaning it's like just neck and neck with just the international money of Barbie is all of Oppenheimer. Wow. Yeah, this is a good time for the movie theaters. They're all going to think they're invincible. They're all going to spend a lot of money after this, and they're all going to lose it. Yep. (laughs) All right. Now we can do some news. Uh, Have you seen the trailer for Dick's the Musical? No. Go watch the trailer for Dick's the Musical. (laughs) It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a musical about just two guys that are assholes. Okay. Uh, I thought it was great, and I was laughing. And then I saw yesterday on social media, a good friend of mine, Lucy, uh, worked on it. She made costumes for it. nice. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee Herman died. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to say about this. <laughs> so I understand that Pee Wee Herman was very important to a lot of people as they were growing up. I had the Pee Wee Herman doll. I had mm-hmm. the Pee Wee Herman playset. I have written, uh, I've you know, previously published books with um, pieces about Pee Wee Herman. He was very important to me until I met him. Mm. Now, everyone <laughs> has a bad day. And this is what I'm learning because people have all these amazing stories of meeting Paul Rubens. People Word. are like... He was so kind. He was so generous. He took time to listen. He was great. When I met Paul Rubens, he was a piece of shit. Mm. But so, I, oh, oh, also, side note, I've kept this to myself <laughs> because, like, what's the, the use of telling everyone he's a dick? Yeah. Um, found out that so when I and I learned this just by having um, a happy hour with a with a uh, Alamo Draft House person. When I met him, it was six years ago, mm-hmm. and his diagnosis was six years ago. Uh, so I might have caught him right around the time yeah. he found out that he had cancer. Yeah, totally understand, which totally puts it in a di- different perspective. Yeah, uh, all this to say that uh, if a celebrity is a dick to you, remember that everyone has a bad day. Word. They don't owe you anything. Yep, they don't have to be nice. He was a dick. Yeah, <laughs> but the overwhelming love for him and mm-hmm. people with stories of him not being a dick. Means he probably was not a dick. Yeah. But he was just a dick to me. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all I have to say about <laughs> it. Uh, DC's canceled Batgirl movie mm-hmm. accidentally gets some more attention. Mm. Brought back to it uh-huh. because it's being advertised on some blue beetle standees. Huh. So in comic book stores, there are these <laughs> giant standees for blue beetle. Yeah. Um, and it, they, Because they're trying to get hype because they know they're going to lose money off this fucking movie. Um, so it's basically like a standee of him with like slots to put comic books in. Uh, and at the bottom, it has like some different other DC titles. Ugh. And they forgot to take out Batgirl, Whoops. which means they are advertising Batgirl, which won't affect them with taxes because they're still not going to put it out. But everyone's like, oh, now they're going to have to give that tax money back because they're advertising it. it. Does not mean they're going to put it out. It's just very funny. Like, what a fucking yeah. oversight. What a stupid fucking oversight. Wow. They must have made these standees long, long ago like during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Fucking ridiculous. But Batgirl wow. is never going to go to the movies. But you know what? Mm-hmm. If you're heading to the movies, you can reserve your seat before the show on Fandango. Bam. 
Oh, I should have had that queued up. <laughs> Find times, read reviews, and buy your tickets to your favorite theater. It's fast and easy on the Fandango app or on Fandango.com. See what's playing near you. Watch the trailers. Grab your seat. And that's all that's left is for you to choose butter or no butter on your popcorn. As if that's a hard decision because movie uh, popcorn butter is uh, fucking disgusting. I'm going <laughs> to stop in the middle of this ad read to tell you about this video I saw of this lady walking into an AMC and seeing like the butter dispenser and thinking it was hand sanitizer. Oh, no. So she put it on her hands and rubbed it and then rubbed it all over her face. Oh, no. And it was the funniest thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, my God. Every movie, every feeling, every time, that's Fandango. You are one stop before showtime. Buy your movie ticket now or on the Fandango app or on Fandango.com. Fandango. Fandango. Nice. That's my ad read today. Um, You know what? I'll give away a couple Fandango tickets. $15 Fandango uh, gift tickets, gift card tickets, whatever. If you show me you canceled your AAA membership. If you show me any proof that you have canceled your triple A membership, the first two people I will give Fandango tickets to. Because fuck triple A. Fuck you, triple (laughs) A. This is an ad for Fandango and an anti-ad for triple A. Are you seeing if your triple A card's expired? Um, I have a 23-year member. Ew. How? How is that even possible? Um, when did you start driving? I, know, I was 16. <laughs> Good Lord, you're old. Yep. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not far behind. Um, God, I fucking hate AAA now. Anyway, <laughs> actor Simon Pegg teases a new movie with director Edgar Wright, hey. confirming it will not be set in the same world as the Cornetto trilogy. Oh, okay. Not, um, not the fourth flavor. Yeah, he. <laughs> I like that. He goes further to explain, uh, and this is sad because... Previously, we had uh, talked about, he said if he was going to do a a sequel to any of them, it would have been The World's End, which I will, on my dying day, say is the best one, (laughs) and nobody else agrees with me, but it is Simon Pegg's favorite one. He says, at the risk of disappointing people, we get a lot of requests to sequelize all three of those movies. I feel like it's just a lazy impulse for people to embrace familiarity and just accept the same thing again. I'm very flattered by it. And it's never anything but edifying uh, what people have to say. Oh, we would love to see more. I get that. But what we really need is new stuff. We need new ideas. We need to be challenged. You know, my favorite of the Cornetto trilogy is The World's End because it's the the least audience friendly. It's the darkest of the three. It's the most challenging. I love the idea of actually putting the audience in a position where they have to feel a little bit uncomfortable and not necessarily cozy into the familiar. So whatever we do next, it'll be difficult. That's for sure. I love this quote. Also come see me in mission impossible. Well, you got to pay for for the house. (laughs) You got to make your money. He's not making that movie. He is hired to do a part. He's a contracted employee. If he is going to create something, he wants something. See see me in uh, nine, uh, nine mission impossibles and uh, star Wars seven and, and Star, Star Trek, everything. <laughs> one, two, and three. <laughs> but again, like when you're an actor but, yeah. versus a yeah, writer, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I mean, like this is shit that we say every week. Is like mm-hmm. stop making sequels, stop rebooting, make something hey, new. You know, you know what happens when you make uh, something new? What? Uh, you get Barbie and Oppenheimer making a, a fuck ton of money. <laughs> percent, you do. Yeah. I fucking love it. God, <laughs> that makes me happy. All right, mm-hmm. moving on. Of huh. course, Hollywood is going to learn the absolute wrong 
lesson from this. They're not going to say, oh, new things do well. They're going to say, we need sequels to these. Well, it's, I, I didn't even make, I didn't even put it on my news stories, but yeah. there's so many headlines about like, uh, we're expecting Barbie 2 to be greenlit any day. I'm like, no, wrong, <laughs> right, wrong takeaway. <laughs> the, the takeaway is give Greta Gerwig money to make new shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let her make it the way she wants to make it. Right. Because either she's going to come back and then be told, you need to sell more toys, put mm-hmm. this in, or they're going to get a second director and yeah. it's not going to be good. Yep. I'm going to TMNT to it. Yeah. I'm like we need to sell more toys. So more Barbies, mm-hmm. uh, less controversial messaging. I still can't believe that <laughs> shit. Uh, speaking of sequels, I want to see. After returning as Peter Parker in Spider-Man No Way Home, Andrew Garfield teases the potential that exists for his amazing Spider-Man franchise. Now listen to this quote because I love it. <clears throat> the story never ends. Whether we film it or not, there's a story happening in a universe somewhere that has endless potential with this character and other iterations. So yeah, definitely out there doing something. I love this because he's like, whether I get to make these movies or not, he is thinking about his character. He loves Spider-Man. He loves the work he did. That's why like, if there's going to be a third one, let him in the writer's room. Let him work out some shit. Hell yeah. I love that. And I want more of Andrew Garfield Spider-Man because he is the best Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, everyone keeps clamoring online saying if they do, you know, once you start doing all three of these Spider-Man movies, because they're talking about Sam Raimi doing Spider-Man 4 yep. with Tobey Maguire, uh, you could have Spider-Gwen visit uh, Andrew Garfield, but have Emma Stone play it. Oh, and like yeah, yeah, the yeah. heart wrenching thing of him being in love with her and her not even knowing him yeah. would be fucking incredible. Wow. I want that. That's the story I want. Uh, one of the, uh, so uh, I'm not doing any strike news this week. Word. I sure hope you aren't. <laughs> it is pretty much all of Dan news. <laughs> Fuck you, Christian. Fuck Christian, you're you. not even allowed to be on the show. Stop, Christian. Fuck you. Oh, Fuck he's not you. talking to us. He's talking to Chris Nolan because he wasn't in Oppenheimer. Um, uh, one of the stars of the hit 1999 teen comedy American Pie mm. reveals that he was paid so little for the movie that he had to sell churros at the zoo. Ooh. Uh, not close personal friend of the show, Thomas Ian Nicholas, but. Mm. Um. Oh my God! I didn't write his. Oh, what the fuck is Stifler's real name? Sean William Scott. Yep. Sean William Scott. There it is. Sean William <laughs> Scott. Is it Sean? William? Yeah. Sean William yeah. Scott. Sean William Scott. <laughs> Quote: It was a lot of movie for me at the time. This eight thousand dollars. I remember God. afterwards, I bought a used Thunderbird for like five or maybe six thousand. I'm like, oh yeah, baby. I don't know what happened to the other two grand. Maybe I ended up having to work at the LA Zoo or. <clears throat> because I had to end up working at the LA Zoo as a churro guy, so maybe it was even less than 8000 Can you imagine being in a hit movie in theaters? Yeah. A hit a movie. Massive hit movie. And you are paid $8,000 for it. Ugh. Even like the months of filming, that seems light, let yeah. alone anything else. So anyway, next time I talk to Tommy and Nicholas and get them on the show... Yeah. I'm going to be real fucking rude. I'm be like, how much did you make? I need to know. You got to tell me. Yeah, that's nuts. And to be like the character that everybody quotes from that movie. Oh, my God. Now, I would bet money that Thomas made more because he had Rookie of the Year and a Kid in King Arthur's Court yeah, he, and a he couple other the, things in his back Star pocket. power. Right. Jason Biggs had nothing. Yeah. Finch had nothing. Sean William yeah, Scott had this, nothing. This, this was Sean William Scott's breakout role. Right. Yeah. Thomas was already, you know, a teen heartthrob on Teen Beat all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I gotta get him on the show and talk about this. This that tickled <laughs> my fucking fancy. All right. Uh oh, it's time for Dan News. You know it now. So this is sort of a strike tangential news. Okay, I'll take any of the strike news. Uh, so apparently, a uh, this week, a bunch of rich actors. Uh, donated a fuck ton of money. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, to fund SAG AFTRA's fa- uh, the SAG AFTRA Foundation's emergency financial assistance program because they're trying to starve the fuckers out, the pieces of shit. Exactly. Yeah. So the emergency program, um, or is it? Uh, SAG will give out uh, payments of like one to six thousand dollars for medical expenses or to pay rent, so people can continue to strike. Uh huh. Um, apparently Dwayne Johnson started this Oh, with an, a, uh, undisclosed amount, but the foundation said it was a seven figure donation. Well, I mean, he's so, the highest paid actor. Yeah. In a Hollywood, so minimum a million dollars. Sure. Um, that he gave. There's a lot of writers though. A lot then, of actors. Yeah. And then because of, uh, his donation, mm-hmm. um, they said, uh, George Clooney and Meryl Streep each donated a million dollars a piece. Nice. And then, um, sent out a bunch of emails to all of their very rich actor friends urging Aww. them to do the same. Well, George Clooney had that story of giving all his buddies a million bucks. So he just throwing that money around. Yeah. yeah. He got that ER money. Yep. Uh, so a, a list came out of, of, uh, some people who jumped on board. Oh, uh, so Do we have the have, whole list. Uh, George, uh, George Clooney and his wife Amal. Great. Um, I say Amal and her husband George Clooney. Yeah. Um, uh, Luciana and Matt Damon. Mm. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Matt Damon. <laughs> Leo, sure. He's got the money. Uh, Hugh Jackman and his uh, his partner Deborah Lee Furness. Nice. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, of course. Which. Way to fucking list the guy who kicked it off like fifth. Oh, fuck. Wait, hold <laughs> on. Who, wait, who is what's Hugh Jackman's wife's name? Uh, Deborah Lee Furness. I bet she's real hot. A because her name's Furness. Because her name's Furness. Dan. Yep. Because her name's Furness. Yeah, I got it. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicole Kidman. Sure. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Nice. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Very nice. Julia yep. Roberts. Very nice. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. Uh, Meryl Streep. Great. Oprah Winfrey. Oh, nice. And Seth MacFarlane. Oh, those are all, I, I like all those people. Yeah. Here's the thing I'll say about Nicole Kidman is like, this, and this is maybe not fair, but like to me it would be expected from her because she's like the face of AMC in oh, movies yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you better give these actors some yeah. money. But that's not fair because <laughs> yeah, again, she's just hired to do a thing. Yeah. I wonder if it was like the money that she got from AMC to do that ad. She's just like, let's just give it to oh, the they, she got more than a million bucks. You know? <laughs> she's like, if I want that movie, that money still coming in. Yeah. Need more movies. Yeah. All right. I love that. Yeah. That's a good, that's not strike tangential. That's strike news. Um, so they said, uh, SAG says that they have now funding to, uh, keep the strike going for at least six months. Oh, I was going to hope like, it was a year at least. But yeah. There's a lot of people though. So I get it. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, the studios were hoping that people It'd would be start overnight. getting forced out by then. Um, and then the <laughs> other bit of Dan news was just, a section I'm calling Headlines That Exemplify the Problem. Wait, wait, hold on. 
headlines <laughs> that exemplify yeah. the problem. Okay, go ahead. Um, so as I'm scrolling through all of the news, trying to find stories uh, for the podcast, mm-hmm. I just keep scrolling past these like cognitive dissonance pairs of stories and headlines that are like, yeah, this is why everybody hates you. <laughs> right. Uh, so the first pair was uh, Apple Services Division sees a record quarter with tw- $21 billion in sales, you, 1 billion you, paid subscriptions, you, tech giant posts total revenue of $81.8 billion. Wait, for the year? Uh, for uh, It looks like the quarter. I was going to say, that seems late for the year, but for the quarter, yeah. 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 So $81.8 billion for the quarter. Fuck um, you. And then like two stories later, Tim Fuck Cook you. Tim Cook calls Apple TV Plus spectacular showcase of imaginative storytelling. Fuck you. Doesn't mention strikes. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I believe his name is Tim Apple one. Yeah. Uh, and Tim yeah. Apple. Yeah. yeah. You know what? He doesn't get a name and yeah. he doesn't Fuck get a last you. name till the strike's over. Tim Apple. Uh, <laughs> You've seen that Golden Globes that Ricky Gervais uh, hosted where he calls him out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, you run a fucking sweatshop. <laughs> Fuck you. And Tim Apple's face is just dour. He's just pissed off. He's like, yep. this is going to be his big night. And he got called out for being a sweatshop runner. Yep. I say while well, using my uh, Apple phone and Apple computer. I'm reading this off an iPhone. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Yep. Um, then we have uh, Amazon Cruises past Wall Street uh, quarter two estimates with advertising surge 22% over a year ago levels. Fuck you. Uh, Amazon Cruise past. Fuck you. Uh, let's see. Swing, Fuck you. Swinging from a loss in the year, uh, year ago period to better than expected profits. Uh, the financials for the period ending of June 30th beat analyst forecasts in pretty much every category. Total revenue rose 11% to $134.4 billion earnings. I wonder where they could put that money. Yeah. Uh, next pair of headlines. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery quarter two results hit by the flash and soft ad climate, but free cash flow doubles to $1.7 billion. Oh, good for them. So they just they literally it. have one, almost $2 billion just in cash. They yeah, could just the Barbie money. pay people. Yeah. <laughs> they sure could. Um, like, like Ezra Miller. And then Maxwell, quote, soon... Uh, add news and sports to its streaming mix. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav says, though no timeline is given. So Ugh. we're, we're going to add a bunch of stuff that we don't need to pay writers or actors for. Can I go off on a tangent <laughs> about something? So uh, I use your Max account. Uh, yep. And uh, <laughs> it's so much more buggy than HBO was. And oh, I'm like, yeah. it's the same interface. Yep. But what did they do to make it so bug? Like, I am trying to watch a season of something, mm-hmm. and every time it tries to go to the next episode, it says something went wrong, and Ooh. I have to go back like every single fucking time. Um, Fuck Max. Yeah. It's garbage. <laughs> it's a garbage fucking service. They apparently also lost like two million subscribers when Good. J- just by dropping HBO off of the name. Fuck you. Good. Even though it still has HBO. Because you think you're paying for Cinemax. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> also, Paramount did something kind of fucky where they um mm. where they changed their pricing structure. And so like they raised the price on me like a few pennies, but mm. said, now you have a top tier account, which is Paramount plus uh stars or something. Oh, 
Yeah, it's Fire no, Man? no, it's not Stars. It's Showtime, Paramount Plus Showtime. Okay. Because I wanted Stars, but I got Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can watch the Tudor, so that's good. But I thought that was weird. It's just like everyone's trying their best. Everyone's fucking up. Yeah. I hate it. I hate all this. It's all bad. <laughs> yep. That's my tangent. What yep. else you got? Uh, I think that's it for Dan News. Why the fuck do we need this in the world? I literally wrote Barbie 2 and forgot about it. <laughs> so yeah, we don't need Barbie 2. We need Greta Gerwig to make more good shit. Yep. <laughs> it's time to lighten the mood before we go. Haunted Mansion director Justin uh, Simeon reveals that the small cameo in the film came because he secretly kidnapped Beetlejuice 2's Winona Ryder. (laughs) We kidnapped her, quoted Justin. We told her that she was shooting Beetlejuice 2 and she just went with it for a while until she caught on. Carmen Cuba, the casting director, myself in the studio were really enamored with the idea of plugging in classic faces in these cameo roles and it felt so right that she'd be our tour guide to the end of the movie. She was just so delightfully weird and funny in her performance and it was super magical time having her on the project. They fucking lied to her and kidnapped her. You can't do that. <laughs> they said, come on, we're filming Beetlejuice too," And she's just like, okay. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, how? What? Like, don't you need to, like, talk to her manager and, like, sign releases yeah, and get paid? <laughs> yeah. You can't just say, come on, what is this, movie 42? <laughs> you can't just do that shit. Also, side note, you know in Beetlejuice, that um statue, because, uh, you know, like, Lydia's mom makes the weird statues, and the one's, like, looks like a giant leaf, but then, like, walks like a, it's got like, the block yeah, head, yeah, yeah. and it's, like, the scorpion yeah, kind of oh, thing. Yeah, I saw this. Somebody stole it. Yep, like, Somebody off the set. Just drove up to the set, stole it. <laughs> And there's a reward out for its return. But yeah. someone's just like, I'm getting the Beetlejuice statue. Yeah. That's fucking great. That's nuts. I love it. Yeah. It was probably just outside. Just someone drove past and was like, yep, it's mine now. Yep. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to this episode. Thanks, Dan, for being here. Hey. Shoot us any thoughts, concerns, criticisms, or sponsorship opportunities at 5x5film at gmail.com. If you work for Fandango... Give us some more tickets. We like it. Hey. Uh, if you want a Fandango ticket, be yeah. one of the first two people to cancel your AAA account and show me proof. <laughs> and I got you. You can find us on Facebook with the Red Hot Memes. Usually just ads now at 5 by 5 at the Movies. <laughs> Thanks, Dan Benjamin, the entire team at Fireside. We'll see you next week with another 5 by 5 at the Movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits. Are you watching Strange New Worlds? I haven't started it yet. Okay. without hyperbole yeah this is the best season of star trek word it is so fucking good and i was really skeptical about the musical episode that came out uh thursday this week uh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. i heard that it is so fucking good (laughs) and like the one before it is like this really dark war story that's like very much like that episode of ds9 where they're like in the shit yeah yeah. and if it it is so dark and so heartwarming and so great and gut-wrenching and then i'm like and then they're gonna follow it with this bullshit and it's amazing (laughs) and there's a a a special part where the klingons come in i'm not gonna ruin it for you but it's a like the best thing i've ever it's the best 20 seconds of star trek i've ever seen in my life if not tv hell yeah that's my star trek news this week hell yeah did you hear that, Grandma, Grandpa, your dear grandson got pegged by a Jew, the 
What are you doing? Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. <laughs> you just playing Barbie? Okay. All right. Jump in. 